Welcome to the Troy Kearns Podcast. We talk all things real estate, business, and entrepreneurship. Today, I've got a very special guest, the mullet marketer, CJ McMahon. <laughs> the mullet man, uh, he goes by many different names. CJ, welcome to the show. Thanks, buddy. appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, listen, man, I know you've been super gracious with your time. We met because you targeted me on one of your uh, TikTok ads, and you're like, the god of TikTok in terms of targeting ads and and like tell us a little bit about your story, where where you came from, where you're at right now, and how you yeah, got there. One percent. So my mom had ten dollars a week to feed us. Um, I grew up super humble beginnings, split family, bounced around home to home to home to home. Um, my uh, you know just a lot of like early on traumatic things happened. Right. My brother killed himself and all of wow. that stuff. Yeah. So when I like, when I was like developing and trying to build, it was always unstable. So I got like really good at chaos, like extremely good at it. Wow. And I thrive in that. So five years ago or so, I, um, you know, I was just, I was just super depressed and anxious and just like so lost and like who I was and what I needed right. to do. So I was like, you know, I'm going to be a bartender and a server. I'm going to go make some money or whatever, right? right? So literally a week into that job, I slipped and fell and broke my back and couldn't walk for uh, six months. And so I was bedridden <laughs> for six months. Wow. And one of the, you know, my girlfriend I'm still with, she, um, it's just, dude, it makes me so fucking emotional. It's crazy. It's okay, man. Yeah. Let it go. You're good. Um, it, uh, dude, she, uh, she came home one day with a used MacBook and a Amazon FBA course for me. And she said, I believe in you. I want you to be an online business owner. I think you're so brilliant. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. So anyway, while I was in bed and I couldn't walk, I built an Amazon FBA business from my laptop Right. and it ended up failing, but it was like the trajectory of like realizing things were possible for me. Right. And then I started another e-com brand and that one flopped as well. And I was just like, man, like, why am I, why am I fucking around with like all these low ticket, high inventory, high overhead type of businesses? Why aren't I like selling and using what I'm good at? Like I'm good at sales. Right. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I read one book called uh, Sell Like Crazy by Sabri Subi. And okay. yeah, this was three years ago. Good book. Yeah, great book, dude. Right. Like if okay. you if you want to be a marketer and you want to build a business and you want like you know automated client acquisition systems, like that's the book. Okay. Um. But anyway, I read this book and it was like, man, like I'm a marketer now after one book, right? Yeah. Why not? I was let's like, go. yeah, well, let's let's start, let's start fucking selling it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. people think too much. I think they yes. just think 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 and yeah. like I'm just act, take act act take action. Yeah. So. Anyway, man, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna start cold calling people. Um, and within a week I was at 40,000 a month. Cold calling them for what? Just like marketing services. Like I was gonna run ads for them. Okay, so how did you become like good in the ad space? Like, where, okay, mm-hmm. so at one point in time, your girlfriend must have seen something in you to just give you a MacBook and said, start going to work. Were you yeah. always into the computer or? No, I'm not a, I'm not a, a computer guy. Like okay. I'm, and also I'm not a media buyer. Like, so like, because I had that initial pump, I was able to hire marketers right off the rip. Okay. So I never was a media buyer. I never went in ad accounts and ran ads. I was complete visionary and I always delegated like instantly. Right. So in terms of socializing and communication, I've always been this way. Yes. So that's what she saw. And I think that's what a lot of people saw. So I ended up continuing to sell in the first month. I did a hundred thousand a month. And I was like, wow, we have four months of $100,000 a month. Like, 
Let's continue to hire and continue to progress. Wow, just from placing cold ads? Cold calling. No, just cold calling. I was cold calling businesses But you're just cold calling them and selling them your market. Ads, yeah. Oh. I was like, hey, like, you know, I would love to, you know, represent your business and like, you know, help you scale on social media. It looks like your strategies are trash, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and like, I'd be blunt and like super honest with people. Yeah, yeah. We have that in common. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. We sure do. <laughs> yeah. uh, but my first client was an NFL athlete. His name's Nick Hardwick. He was the center for Philip Rivers. Um, okay. And he's like a five-time Pro Bowler and stuff. And San I, Diego Chargers. Yep. I, I, well, LA Chargers now. Yeah. Right. Formerly, when yep. Philip was playing with them. Yep. So anyway, they, um, we hit it off, and that was, you know, my first client, and we continued to progress and progress. We hit for him really well. We exploded one of his coaching programs, and then just got tapped into his network, and then continued to build, and then I had, you know, a half a million dollars in like straight cash liquid into the business because we had no overhead. Right. Um, these businesses are super profitable, like fifty to seventy-five percent profit margins. Um, so they're you can grow them fast. Why are they so profitable? It's because media buyers and marketers can fulfill on multiple different businesses at one time. So, like you know, say you have. You have, um, you know, for real estate investors, right? You have cost of goods sold. You have like different like elements of costs. Like with just this, it's employment costs is the only cost in the business. Your payrolls are highest expenses. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. When I kind of like figured that out, I was like, okay, cool. Like we had cash in the bank. We were good. I'm like, let's take on TikTok. And this was... What did you see about TikTok that made you want to take it on? Um, nobody else was there advertising for advertising services. So I was the first to market on TikTok and right. I could get broad exposure. Was the minimum always 20 on TikTok? What do you mean? In terms of 20, 20 a day? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So when, what year was that? Um, I started on TikTok about a year and a half ago. Okay. Yeah. And so you, and who did you target? Just like businesses, financial services, coaching programs, personal brands, home service businesses, stuff like that. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you give us a five-star review and we've got content all over the place, TikTok, Instagram, you name it. But we also have a coaching program. If you are looking for a coach we have the Millionaire Mentorship, and this is a coaching program where I actually help you get your first investment property within the first 90 days, or I'll pay you $1,000 cash. That's how confident I am to get you that type of result. And I know you might be here, and you might be listening. You might be scared. You might not want to take action, but that is not going to get you where you want to be. And obviously, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you want to take action and you're trying to gather the information, but maybe you're confused. Maybe you're just like a lot of people that I talk to, you're scared of losing money, you wanna become financially free, but you don't know where to start. And that's exactly what I help you to do in this program. So do yourself a favor, book a call with me and my team and let's get the ball rolling. The link is in the description and we'll put it in the video right here, right now. Thanks, hope you enjoy the show. To get in front of them, what did you do in research wise to make your ad really stand across? Because if you guys have not seen, first of all, if you're listening to this podcast, watching this podcast, make sure you subscribe and give uh, CJ a big thumbs up and give us a five-star review. But if you haven't seen his ads, they really, really hit. In fact, it was kind of funny because I copied one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then he's like, in a nice way, called me on it. And uh, it was, and that's how we got together. Yeah. That's how we started talking. And so I think that that shows maturity because you could have been like, dude, you freaking Fuck you. Yeah, you fucking <laughs> suck, man. <laughs> 
You know, I didn't really copy it. Everybody's copying nah. everybody. Yeah. And you see a good idea and you see what the way it Big hits. Time. And it's like, hey, that guy Big delivered time. a message really well. And yeah. I think I could deliver my same message similar to that. Yeah. And he and I guess somebody had sent it to you. But how did you cut across and decide to go after people on TikTok? So when you go on Facebook and Instagram, it's a very saturated market. Right. Like everybody and their mothers advertising on the platform. Right. right. So not like... A lot of people aren't good on video. They don't have good personalities. They don't put themselves out there. And there's higher barriers to entry with video content. So a lot of these like advertising agencies and stuff didn't have faces relevant to them. All the big ad agencies, some of these, some of these companies do 300 to 500 million annually. Right. So when you like look at it, you're like, okay, cool. Like these people don't even have a face. They have such a high barrier to entry into leveraging TikTok. Right. I'm going to go there because I'm mobile. Like I can, I can flex with the market. Right. So I was like, let's go there and do that. And I was the first to advertise advertising services on TikTok. And I have 35 million views on those ads that you've seen to direct businesses, not just like broad reach. Like with your organic stuff, when you go broad, like it just pumps you to everywhere. We were centralizing focus to business interests. So how did you do that? Did you, what kind of demographics did you target? Because obviously you found me. Yeah. High income zip codes is probably where you came from. Uh -huh. um, high income zip code uh, layered with like business interest targeting. So like marketing, somebody that's looking at marketing services or like just trying to learn marketing or is like attached to that marketing algorithm. Okay. Um, as well as like business interests, so like coaching programs, personal brands, home service, we layered it in. But to your point about like identifying client persona and stuff like that, I did a lot of deep dive into like really what the market wanted. Right. Um, and because I had scaled an agency and right. at that time we were hovering around 250, 300,000 a month, like pretty steadily wow. without TikTok. Right. So when I got on TikTok. So that's money placed on TikTok. Yeah. Well, after, no, that's like what I was making. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what I was making without TikTok. Okay. So yeah. When I got on TikTok, it went Boom, I was making 350,000 in new contractual reoccurring every single month compounding. So when you guys he's 26 by the way. Yeah, I think crazy, I don't, think, I don't know if we touched on that. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's so so blessed, dude. But like in terms of like ideal client persona, man, everybody was getting scammed by marketing companies. And I was like, why don't we just risk reverse? Like let's take the edge off it. In the next 90 days if we don't improve your advertising performance, you don't pay. Right. And everybody went absolutely bonkers for it, dude. And I mean, we'd had thousands of businesses every month coming in, like showing interest. And right. we were signing on 30 to 35 clients a month at like 20 to 30,000 a pop, you know? Right. That's your retainer for placing their ads. Yeah. So like also like copy, like we were doing video creation and uh, copywriting and VSL development at that point. But yeah. What does your team look like? Um, so we have a COO, a CRO. We have a CMO. The CMO handles like the majority of like the entire fulfillment team. So we have head of each department. So head of YouTube, head of TikTok, head of Facebook and Instagram. And then we have specific media buyers under them as well that have specific um, expertise in those channels. Okay. And then we pair them and pod them. So like there's always pods with under the department itself. So we have a YouTube A pod, YouTube B pod, YouTube C pod, same thing with TikTok and Facebook and so on. Okay. And that's um, a YouTube media buyer, a copywriter, a funnel developer, and a tech support specialist. Okay. So we can build and track and all of that stuff. And that's how it's structured. Man, it's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is, dude. We have 45 employees now. You have 45 employees. Yeah. And... 
they're all working in the U.S. I think you mentioned that. All U.S., all remote, yeah. So everybody's remote. Everyone's remote. Who hires them? Uh, JB, which is um, my CMO. Okay. Takes care of hiring fulfillment. If we need like sales reps and closers, my CRO, Gabe, takes care of that. It's all about the department. Um, so like on the department heads, like the C-level executives, they know exactly who we need because they've already built like big organizations. So everybody I've brought in is a who that knows how. Okay. And the only reason why I brought them in is because they've done the same exact thing in a similar company. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I know you mentioned that's one of your favorite books actually, right? The I who, love the, that book. Yeah. The, I, I, I've heard you talk about that constantly Const, yeah. concept constantly yeah it, it must have really made an impression to you so dude, i got elevated in my business man like i was so bogged down i was like a slave to it right and i was just like i'm done with this shit like You're i need sure to, to throw it in dude i was just like well that's why i tapered down the agency because it's so it's a volume high headache high stress like that's why i tapered it down right so I tapered it down to right now it's at like 220,000 a month range, which is like, you know, like it's a great business for a lot of people, you know, for I me, think, I think for everybody. Yeah. For <laughs> me, for me, I'm like, my target is three to 5 million a month range. So I'm like, this isn't the vehicle to do it. We need a portfolio of companies and scale them from within and get them all to a million a month range. And then, you know, obviously we'll generate 17 million in revenue and sales for the companies. And then we take a percent of that as well as equity distributions on top of that. How did you come up with that model? I didn't originate it. No, I, yeah. I, I figured that. Yeah. But what, what made you uh, like pivot to that? You obviously saw some other people in your space doing it. Um, Alex Hermosi, he's the only one that really does it. So it's me and him, um, the right. majority and like acquisition.com. Yeah. Acquisition.com. And then you have new reach education, which is like the Pace Morby boys and Jamil, they do the same thing. There's an, there's another company that does it and they were like the originator of the model. I forget what they're called, but it'll come back to me, but they literally like started this space. They're all like new reach is large, <laughs> like very large. Right. Acquisitions.com does 13 million a month in revenue. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. So Alex just kind of came out of nowhere, but he's, he's a freaking lightning rod. Yeah. Big time. Like he's definitely someone that a lot of people pay attention to even all, I think he's the marketer's marketer. Right. Big like time. he is the guy who people are watching and they're saying, Oh, okay, Hermosi's doing this. I'm gonna it must be well. Like I don't watch any of his content really, but I did Me watch either. that AI video that he put out. Okay. Which was probably one of the best well done videos that I've ever seen. Interesting. Like just his his opinion. And I think it got like, I don't know, like twelve million views or something like that. Nice. But it, I just think he's highly intellectual yeah. and very smart guy. He is. And it's crazy. He just was a gym owner, really. So, like, it's kind of crazy to think that now he's doing all of that stuff. Yeah, it's, um, I think that, like, the market knows what's real and what's not. Um, and the people that are fraud and who aren't. And, like, you, you have to be in it and learn it and feel it and struggle it in order to, like, really get market reciprocation. Right. I think that's why I grew was because, like, I had, like, had proof of concept and I was scaling these businesses. And it was just like, okay, cool, like he literally has a no upfront cost model with no risk. Like, whoa, he must know what the fuck he's doing. So like a lot of people can't do that. Right. hundred percent of people can't do that. Yeah. That's, that's why like Hermosi does that. I do that. You know, new reach does that, but like, it's not a lot of other people doing that. No, I don't, 
I don't hear about it a lot. You hear about guys that will place ads at fifteen percent, and then they'll yeah, and then they'll what they want take percent of ad spend or a monthly retainer or something like that. How does the normal business in that work? Yeah, like a five thousand dollar a month retainer, and then they get to a certain spend limit, and then it becomes a fifteen percent of uh, ad spend. Okay, so, so it's still up front though. Everything's up front. Everything's front loaded. There's no risk for them. Right. So it's funny because I don't know if you know my background was in advertising. I did know that. We talked about that. Yeah. Radio, right? Yeah, yeah, radio. And back then it's, or I mean, it's still going on, but whoever's putting ads on radio is really, <laughs> but you couldn't target like you can today. Of course. You can't target. You would just be like, I would have to go to my client and be like, well, we have this rating system and we think we're reaching these amount of people. And if you see customers come in the front door, ask them if they're talking about you from the station. But if your business goes up, it's, if it's, it's part of us. If your business doesn't go up, then it's your fault. You know yeah. what I mean? But you can nowadays you can track everything. Yeah. So when you look at a new business that you're looking to be a part of or to work with, what are you looking for? Okay, yeah. Um, so the first thing is EBITDA. Okay. Um, like evaluating their profit and loss. I'm evaluating the health of the business. And then I'm evaluating the founder's state of mind. Are they a reactive person or are they proactive? Are they, you know, suited and qualified to actually scale a business if I attach my business, like my, my team to it? Right. Right, like that's the first thing we see is like founder incapability. Like they're not qualified to scale a business of this size. You know, it's like, cause our target's one to 3 million a month for every single one of our portfolio companies. So it's like, is this person even fucking qualified to do that? Right. If they're not, then we like eventually buy them out. Um, so like we'll hit different benchmarks and then we'll have like, you know, 25 to 33% equity. Right. But then we'll have, cause of the, the portfolio stuff is like a very big cash cow. Cause we do top, top line revenue. Right. So when we have all this cash and everything that's circulating, our mission here, like our, you know, next 24 months roadmap is to, you know, give these founders a giant fucking paycheck. Right. Like, hey, like, you are you done? Because, like, we can literally, like, we'll give you $5 million cash right now to jump out of your coaching program. And all you have to do is we'll give you reoccurring, like, a monthly retainer. Or, like, we'll give you dividends or whatever over a series of time to still be the face of it. But that's all you're fucking doing. There's right. no control. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So you guys are targeting mainly coaching or service? Because I know you advertise service-based as well. So, yeah. And we had talked offline previous that you had gone yeah. after, like, uh, construction type of companies, plumbing yeah. and companies like that. Yeah. Are you heading more towards the coaching space these days? Yeah. So Mole Ventures is specifically around education. Uh, we like pride ourselves in being the filtration system between fake gurus in the market. Right. <laughs> so Where'd you like, come up with the name Mullet? Uh, I don't even know. Like, oh, no, I do know. <laughs> yeah. So I put out those ads that you were seeing and one guy was like, Mullet marketing question mark. And I was like, brilliant. That's what it is. Bang. And then I was like, every single venture we go into, and they were like, why don't you do Mullet Ventures? I was like, bang. Right. It just, it, it just it hits. Just boom, 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 boom. You yeah. know? But One thing leads to another. Yeah. So how do you handle all of this success at 26 years old? Um, I think that I don't handle it well, personally. Okay. Yeah. I think that I like, some of the things are like talk tracks because I've interacted with hundreds of business owners over the past 45 days. So like a lot of the things that I'm talking about now, I've already said multiple different times over the course of this week, right. <laughs> you know? 
Because right. everybody has the same questions. Right. So like it's a thought, there's thought tracks and there's speech tracks. Right. Um, it allows me to like actually be conscious enough to like be able to do it. Just blurt it out. Like you're like, I heard that question. Like yesterday. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to say the same thing. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then, so I think that in terms of self-health, like self-health. Yeah. Um. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to slow down. Um, like, like I just, I'm way too fast as you can tell. Like, I'm just like, yeah, man, it's hard. You're, you're young. You want to yeah. get after it. You want to get after it as fast as possible. I think I got after it to a point where I don't need to get after it as much anymore. So what does the next few years look like for you? Um, going deep into every single one of our portfolio companies and like really going deep and doing deep work into these businesses and scaling them to the rates that we want. Um, that's my number one goal is to like, you know, really scale these people from within and like not play volume. Right. And like really identify, okay, these are the businesses that win the most and then continue to double down and triple down and like eventually take a hundred percent equity in the business and get the founder completely out of it. Mm -hmm. But just being the face, they could do what they do, do well. What is your why? Dude, I literally had this question the other day and some guy challenged me on it and like continued to challenge me on it until it like became like very clear. Um, Because like a lot of the answers that I had when he asked me, it was like templated. Like for me, it was like, oh yeah, I just want to like do this. And I'm like, (laughs) I think it's, I think it's love, dude. Like, I think it's like true love for people and like true love for like the game and like true love of like, hey man, like, I come from pain and it's like, and I know you do too. And it's like, I'm just going to change my whole fucking world. Right. And so when I told them, like, I have like this, like I struggle with like the, the why a lot in terms of like, okay, cool. Like there's this side of me that's like a conqueror. Right. And like, yeah, like you, the chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Like a true, like, you know, I, I like compare it to like, without the murder and stuff like that, like a world conqueror that'll like stop in a town, like, or start yeah. like just adventure, go to a peak of a mountain and then he'll have his team just continue to follow him and then build towns in specific areas that I continue to fucking pave. Yeah. And so like the Romans, yeah, it's like that. I feel like I have that type of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also another part of me of like, why am I actually like conquering? Right. And like, who is it for? Um, my number one goal, man, is to like really be an impact for people that started from humble beginnings, I think. It's like really living through example and experience. Um, I don't want to be a guy that preaches before he actually did it. So like for me, I don't want to just spit out fucking bullshit. Like I want to actually be like, hey, like I did this and this is what hurt about it. And this is what was good about it. And like... I don't know. I just want to be a real authentic person to the market, dude. Right. It's very rare, right? Like there's so many people that are just spitting word tracks, Mm -hmm. just saying what the other guy said. They know it hits. Um, What would you have done differently from where you're at right now? I mean, I don't know if there's a hell of a lot, but. Um, I distanced myself from my entire family. Right. Um, And like, I haven't been able to like, go back and like fix that um so yeah i think like that like i when i like get set on something like the conqueror stuff like everything just kind of like yeah you're focused to a point where like i don't talk to my family enough like i don't like that 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 probably is like the only regret i have 
Um, well, you're still young. Yeah, I'm 26. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's probably it. I think you should take him on a vacation. I, I, did, I agree. I, I did that for mine. Yeah, and uh, it was one of those things that like it just kind of like the money you spend on a trip like that just kind of heals every <laughs> yeah. like thing else because yeah. you kind of get like weird because you're almost a little bit. Um, and not saying you, I'm saying me when I say you, yeah. but you're almost a little bit ashamed of your success and at the same point in time, like have less in common. That with Less your, in uh, common is very relatable for me. Yeah. And so you're like, what am I going to talk about? And how's this whole dynamic? But I found out that when I, you know, talked to uh, these other students of mine and I heard their whys, right? And yeah. I was like, man, I'm really like crappy. Like I need to be the guy who's taking him on the vacation and who's doing this and who's doing that. And I Big did time. that and I think it's something I'm going to continue to do. I like that, dude. I love that. That's I think, my mom pisses me off. Yeah, no, same, same here. My mom pisses me <laughs> the fuck off. Mom, you piss me off. <laughs> um, but like, it's just, you know, I get that, man. 100%. That's probably the only thing that I would like, you know, probably trying to be better at. So tell me about your girl. She's the best. What's her name? Allison. Allison, how long have you guys been together? Five and a half years. Five and a half. Are you gonna put a ring on it? One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, you're just waiting. I'm just like you know, <laughs> just conquering, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like stop and smell the roses, you know. Like I haven't stopped. Like I'm traveling constantly and just. And you guys live out in, in Nashville right now. Yeah, we live in Nashville. Yeah. And where were you living at before? Boston. 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 Yeah. And you're originally from where? Maine. Maine. Yeah. And what do you like to do in your free time when you're not? conquering <laughs> i love to conquer the woods you like to conquer <laughs> yeah. the woods i like to like so i like i bow hunt black bears and like go out and like you know hunt deer and bears and you know i've been charged by moose and seen mountain lions and seen timber wolves and i like doing that but it all comes back to conquering things and like right. being in danger and risk and yeah what's, it's weird. This, what's the craziest thing you've ever done besides that have you ever done like skydiving or anything like that um, no, the craziest thing I've ever done is I was, I was bow hunting in the Appalachian mountains, um, for Alabama. No, no, but I Georgia? was in New Hampshire. New yeah. Hampshire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They go like pretty the far. Yeah. It goes all the way up there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was up in the Appalachian mountains in New Hampshire and my buddy is a film photography guy for Bass Pro Shops. Like okay. he takes care of all of like yeah, their ad creatives, and yeah, they dude, they they're everywhere, bro. Yeah, but the richest guy in Missouri owns them. Interesting. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So this guy, he just does like all video content for all like the big brands and all like Bass Pro Shops video ads and stuff like that. So right. anyway, we they heard about a fucking kid that grew up in Maine that was a bow hunter and had my grandfather was mauled by a bear. I'm not sure if you knew that, but no, I did not. Yeah, I'll tell you that story in a second. But um, they heard about this kid that was from Maine that he bow hunts fucking bears and bow hunts deer and all that, and he's gonna go out on foot and like go out and hunt a black bear with a bow, which is me. Yeah. And so they all these brands sponsored the hunt, and we had. So you were a sponsored hunter. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm awesome. actually I'm a pretty cool hunter, man. Yeah, I, I have like a hunting page on TikTok and shit like that. You I didn't probably know that. didn't know that either. Yeah. No. Yeah. What, what's what's the what's the outdoor adrenaline? It's called outdoor adrenaline. Yeah. Uh, so, and the other thing is you got a badass golf swing too. Oh, big time. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> so okay, so they they sponsored you, did the hunt, that whole thing happened, and yeah, like I, what happened? Yeah, so we were up in like these mountains and we got turned around and got super lost. Yeah. 
And um, so anyway, we got lost and we were so jammed up in this thicket and all of a sudden I could smell moose like bad. Like I was in a moose yard and that's what they call them. Yeah. And we, I mean, you couldn't see past the air, you know, it was so thick and we we're just fucking plowing through it. Yeah. We we're just like, we have no other thing to do. Like, let's just get through it and try to find like an open place, you know? Yeah. Anyway, we ran into a giant bull moose and he charged us at like 10 feet. Yeah. And I ran so goddamn fucking fast, bro. <laughs> 10 feet, bud, like from here to her. And wow. just came right at me. And I just fucking dip dodged and dipped. You didn't pull back the bow? And- <laughs> no, dude, no. I left and he's like, CJ. Like he was like my, you know, his name's Garrick Dixon. Like it's uh-huh. one of my buddies. And he's like, bro, you fucking ran away from me. I'm like, bro, what do, what do you That's mean? That's instincts, brother. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We don't stay yeah, and high yeah. five each other. I fucking live. You die. You know? <laughs> you know? Sorry. And uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, it ran right at us and the whole ground was shaking. Doom, doom, trees just falling. I was like, man, that was probably the craziest, scariest shit I've ever seen. Where did you get, how'd you get away? I ran. Yeah, just kept running. Yeah, well, they, they're not good at turning. Okay, so you did a couple, like... I did a little, you know? <laughs> you juked him? fuck out. Yeah, a little Travis Kelsey. Yeah, sti- yeah literally, like, stiff-armed. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. So that's awesome. So, um, man, well, I appreciate you sharing your story with us. Um, if people want to follow your story, how do they follow you? Um, CJ McMahon Life on TikToks. Yeah. CJ McMahon Life tick, TikTok. Uh, what about uh, the adrenaline thing? I'm, I'm actually very interested. Outdoor adrenaline on TikTok. Outdoor adrenaline. We'll put a link up on there. If they want to do business with CJ McMahon, how do they get a hold of you? Um, I, you can you can just uh, DM me on TikTok. I know I have like a setting where you can open DM me now on TikTok. Did you see that feature? I am like shadow, not shadow ban. My account's been suspended. I can't even DM right now. Oh, okay. So yeah. I turned on my like a DM thing where I can receive them, but I have to approve the DM. So if people want to like work with us, they can DM us. What about Instagram? Same thing. Okay. CJ McMahon Life on Instagram? Same thing. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks, we appreciate, buddy. And by the way, just to let you know, CJ is speaking at our mastermind event in Las Vegas right now. So he's about ready to rock the stage later this afternoon. Are you the first one up? No, second. Second one up. He's about ready to rock the stage out here and drop some mullet marketing brands on everybody. <laughs> and we'll check in the next one. Thank Peace. you. Did you ever want to invest in real estate? Did you ever want to live the life of your dreams? Did you want financial freedom? Did you want to break the generational curse? Did you want to help your parents out? Did you want to help your mom out? Maybe you work for a job that you don't like. You know, they say there's only one reason to work a job and that's to learn, right? If you're not learning at your job, you're just going through the motions, right? We have a free Facebook group, the Millionaire Mentorship Facebook group for real estate investing. Make sure you join. The link is in the description. If you want to schedule a free call with me and my team and you actually want to start, I would suggest you do so. We have helped hundreds of people change their lives and all they had to do was get started. They booked a call with me and my team and they got the ball rolling. And I'm so confident that if you don't get your first or next investment property within the first 90 days, you don't pay and I'll give you $1,000 cash. That's how confident I am. Obviously, you gotta take action. You can't just do nothing and expect that to happen, but that's life. Life's all about taking action. Make sure you give this podcast a five-star review, share it with a friend and take action.